0: You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by BPI Securities, a podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Happy Friday and a happy weekend ahead! Rico Poito from BPI Trade with this week's episode of market on close before we start off though i'd like to say to stay safe as the weather has been challenging in a lot of parts of the country so the index or the psei snapped six straight weeks of closing in the red to be up by 20 points week on week or a third of a percent at 6,181. this is a critical support zone for the index which we hope holds but current indicators point to further downside risk, but current support is at 61.50. Year to date, the index is down by 5.87%. Value turnover picked up following the MSCI rebalancing, with value turnover registering at 30.86 billion pesos despite the shortened trading week. Daily average value turnover was at 7.71 billion pesos, but excluding block sales. Average was at 5.89 billion. Foreign portfolios were net sellers for the fourth straight trading week as we recorded 8.13 billion pesos in net outflow. For the year, net foreign outflow is at 20.62 billion. Among our subsectors, only the services index closed in the red as it dropped by 0.23% week on week, leading the gainers were the mining and oil holding firms, and the industrial indices, which are up by 0.66%, 0.48%, and 0.42% respectively. The broader All Shares Index also rose this week by 0.29%, while year-to-date, it is still down by 3.47%. The local currency is slightly appreciated to close at 56.595 against the US dollar for the week. Job openings in the United States dropped to the lowest level in nearly two and a half years as the U.S. labor market slowed, raising expectations that the U.S. Fed will keep rates unchanged. The Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, report from the Labor Department showed that the number of people leaving their jobs dropped, indicating that Americans were less confident in the labor market. Job openings fell by 338,000, while resignations dropped by 253,000. In India, its GDP print for the second quarter of the year settled at 7.8%, which is in line with consensus estimates. This is higher than the 6.1% recorded in the first quarter and is also the fastest-paced in four quarters, driven by their strong services sector and government capital expenditure. India's central bank, or the Reserve Bank of India, has set full-year growth at 6.5%. Factory output in China, on the other hand, returned to expansion in August, with its PMI rising to 51 last month from the 49.2 recorded in July. This beat forecast pegged at 49.3 and is the highest reading since February. The Banco Central reported, that headline inflation in August likely settled within the range of 4.8% to 5.6%, amid a sharp increase in rice and fuel prices. This would exceed the central bank's 2 4% target ban for the 17th straight month and will likely be faster than the 4.7% print in July, which would end six straight months of decelerating inflation. The print is set to be released next week. The national government's budget deficit shrank by almost 45% in July to 47.8 billion pesos. The Bureau of Treasury, or the BTR, said that the deficit for July declined on the back of 33% growth in revenue collection to 411.7 billion pesos. Tax revenues increased by 23% to 348.5 billion, while non tax revenues more than doubled to 63.2 billion during the period. State spending, on the other hand, only grew by 16%. Foreign Portfolio Investments was at a net inflow for the second straight month in July at $962 million, according to the Banco Central. This reversed the over $103 million net outflow registered in the same month of last year and higher than the $280,000 net inflow the month prior. The top investor economies were the United Kingdom, the United States, Singapore, Luxembourg, and Germany, which all accounted for 85% of total foreign portfolio investments. The Philippine Exporters' Confederation, or PhilExport, projects 2023 export revenue to exceed 2022 levels, but not dramatically like the 5.7% growth booked last year. Data from the PSA showed that merchandise exports rose by eight tenths of a percent year-on-year to $6.7 billion in June, while first-half export earnings amounted to $34.94 billion, a drop of 9.3 percent year-on-year. The Export officials said that though exports are growing, supply chain is affected mainly because of China's slowdown, which is the country's biggest trade partner. The Department of Energy said that its plan to retire or repurpose coal-fired plants will involve up to 5,000 megawatts as the country looks to shift to cleaner forms of energy. They said that they will come up with an investment plan for the retirement and repurposing of coal-fired plants. The Energy Department estimates current coal power capacity at 12,473 megawatts with a dependable capacity of 11,394 megawatts as of June. This accounts for over 44% and 46% of the country's energy capacity. The Philippine Nickel Industry Association said that nickel production is expected to have flat growth this year as they look to make up for a weak first half. Last year, nickel direct shipping ore output declined by 11% to 29.27 million dry metric tons, and the industry is urging the government to fast-track the approval of mining permits by establishing a one-stop-shop for the application process. The PNIA believes this will attract more investment into the industry. Energy producer Aboites Power rolled out its Corporate Electric Vehicle or EV fleet transformation program it aims to achieve 100% electrification for the fleet of its units by 2040. The company aims to achieve 40% electrification for four-wheeled vehicles and motorbikes by 2030 and transform and electrify 100% of AP's distribution utility fleet by 2040. A subsidiary of Ayala's ASEN and a member of Indonesian firm Puri Osaha, have agreed to develop renewable energy projects in Indonesia via a joint venture. The projects which would focus on large-scale solar power plants, battery energy storage system, and green hydrogen projects that are to be built in Indonesia are intended to export power to Singapore via subsea cable. Ayala's automotive unit, on the other hand, AC Motors, announced that it is planning to increase the number of stores of Chinese electric vehicle company BYD to 12 in the next 12 months. AC Motors recently inaugurated its 4,000-square-meters BYD store in Quezon City, the second BYD store in the Philippines. Last month, AC Motors was appointed by BYD as its official distributor in the Philippines through its subsidiary Mobility Access Philippine Ventures. Property developer Double Dragon, or DD, has started the construction of Hotel 101 Niseko in Hokkaido, Japan, as part of its overseas expansion. Hotel 101 Niseko is a 482-room project situated in a 1.17-hectare property in Niseko Town of the Hokkaido region. This is one of Hotel 101's first three overseas projects, along with hotel projects in Spain and the United States. Another listed property developer, Phil Invest Land, is bullish about its prospects for the rest of the year and expects profit growth for 2023 as the economy improves. FLI director Michael Edward Gotian said that the Philippines is growing and that they are optimistic that they will grow more unless there is anything happening outside of the country. He said that the country's fundamentals seem to be good. The Yachenko Group's House of Investments booked a net loss in the second quarter at 303.81 million pesos, reversing the income booked a year ago. House of Investments booked a negative net income despite a rise in revenues to 2.42 billion pesos due to the effect of the disposal of investments in construction coupled with the losses incurred by the former subsidiary prior to divestment. The company sold 20% of its investment in EEI Corporation to RYM Management for one and a quarter of a billion. Global port operator ICTSI signed a $750 million loan agreement to fund its planned expansion overseas. ICTSI also intends to use the proceeds to fund short-term obligations and strategic mergers and acquisitions. The company has set a goal of investing in new and existing terminals to accelerate the growth of its offshore and domestic operations. Listed quick-service food operator Jollibee believes that its Highland Coffee can be separately listed on the market but has a few steps to go according to its CFO, Richard Chong-Wu Shin. Mr. Shin said that JFC had not expanded the brand into many countries. thus there's a few steps ahead of an IPO. Jollibee currently has around 700 stores of Highland coffee, with the majority in Vietnam, while the Philippines has around 40 stores that are run by franchisees. JFC owns a controlling interest of Superfoods Group, which owns the brand. Finma Corporation's educational arm, Finma Education, has tripled its net income for the first half of the year to 307.5 million pesos, on the back of higher enrollment figures. The company noted that increase in costs and operating expenses to support the increased enrollment and face-to-face classes were offset by lower credit loss provisions as a result of higher collection efficiencies. Finma Education added that it logged a 30% increase in the second-semester enrollment compared with the same period last year, which pushed revenues to grow by 52% year-in-year. And this is your market calendar for next week nothing on september 4 monday but on tuesday september 5 we have data releases of the korean gdp growth rate for the second quarter korea's inflation rate for august the philippine inflation rate for august and the rba interest rate decision on wednesday september 6 we have australia's gdp growth rate for the second quarter the u.s balance of trade for july in the U.S. ISM Services PMI for August. On Thursday, September 7, we have Cash Dividend Ex-Dates for Metrobank Common Shares and Shang Properties Common Shares. We also have the release of Australia's Balance of Trade for July, China's Balance of Trade for August, the Philippine Foreign Exchange Reserves for July, and the U.S. Initial Job Disclaims for September. And on Friday, September 8, we have cash dividend ex states for Citicorp Energy REIT common shares and FNJ Prince Holdings common shares. We also have the release of Japan's GDP growth rate for the second quarter, the Philippine unemployment rate for July, and the Philippine balance of trade for July. And that's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.